Welcome to the Field Rose Podcast. Well, I, st- I started farming when I was a little baby, so... I left my wallet in the ocean. That 40 bucks is lost. I barely made it back to the shore. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Field Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Jim MacArthur. And this episode is brought to you by FieldRose.com. So if you haven't been to FieldRose.com, please check it out on your cell phone or maybe your desktop, laptop, whatever it may be. And uh, that's got everything on it. It's got all the YouTube videos, the podcast links. It's got a blog written by Tyler Land. And now it has a store that's got two different Field Rose t-shirts and two different styles of Field Rose hats. So if you haven't done that already, please check that out. And this week on the show, I'm chatting with a cotton specialist. And it is my cousin's roommate. It's how I got to know him. But it's Mitchell Sheffield. He works with Staple Cotton. So we'll call him up and see what he's got going on. Uh, on the farm, we have uh, been picking cotton. We've got uh, just about maybe 30 acres left, and we'll finish that up tomorrow if everything goes well, and then we'll be officially done with uh, with harvest. Uh, we've already got about 140 acres planted of oats, and then going to plant some wheat, and then that's pretty much going to be it for the year, and then we'll start getting everything cleaned up, You know, get the peanut pickers cleaned up. We've got to get the cotton picker cleaned up and all that good stuff. So anyway, let's give uh, Michael a call here. Or Mitchell, not Michael. I should know my guest here. So let's see if he's going to pick up. All right. Hello? Hello, Mitchell. What's going on? Oh, not much. Good deal. Yeah, when I was doing the intro, I called you Michael, but you're not Michael. You're Mitchell. That's right, Mitchell. Mitchell Sheffield. And uh, Mitchell, you're a cotton specialist, correct? That's right. Cotton specialist with staple cotton. That's right. So let's dive on in. So exactly what is a cotton specialist? What exactly does that mean? So, you know, I don't, I'm not sure where they get the name cotton specialist, but um, our job as a cotton specialist is to service our accounts, you know, maintain our accounts mm-hmm. for like a salesman for type of cotton. And then also, you know, like I was just saying, service. We're like a customer service guy. We want to make sure that if you're enrolled in uh, a cotton, that you're happy. Right. And we keep you happy and you have any problems, we handle those problems. So I say, you know, service, and then we, we actually sell the product of staple cotton. So kind of salesman, too. Right. Okay. So you're actually getting out on the farms trying to sell people staple cotton? That's right. That's right. I mean, you know, we, we uh, are well-known now. But I know back when they started um, Staple Cotton and, you know, as they have expanded, people didn't know. So it was a lot of, you know, just cold calls and showing up on a farm and talking to somebody about it that had no clue. But now most people have heard of Staple Cotton and a lot of our customers have been customers for a long time now and they come back every year. So. Oh yeah, and Staple Cotton's been a, it's been around for for a while. I was looking on the internet today, and it was actually uh, founded in 1921. I guess now it's the oldest and, and the largest cotton marketing co-op in the uh, uh, United States. That's right. We uh, we're coming. We're gonna have our hundredth year anniversary next year. So okay, nice, good deal. So you work alongside uh, Stan McMichael, correct? That's right. I work with I work with Stan McMichael. Um, I work with 
Tom Kenton, and I also work, you know, regularly with Todd Wyndham. He's out of the Valdosta office. Um, the other two guys are out of the Albany office. And I have traveled with um, Jeff McPhail in, in Statesboro. He's in the Statesboro area. Um, some, but mainly staying with the other three guys kind of in South Georgia area. Um, I got you. All right. Well, let's jump back a little bit. So you're working with Staple now, but how did you uh, get the job at Staple? Now I know you went to ABAC, so let's 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 talk about that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's really weird how it all started. I, I didn't start. Actually, my first job out of college was not with Staple Cotton. I started with a farm, Chelsea Farm, and it's a large scale produce farm in Moultrie, Georgia, or right outside of Moultrie. Mm-hmm. And I started with them actually the summer before I graduated in December. I started with them as an internship. I continued to work during school, and then they hired me full time afterwards. So I was doing produce sales, and I was doing you know packing shed management. I know y'all uh, done some watermelon, so you know a little bit about packing shed. I'm sure. Oh yeah, but uh. Yeah. Help with packing shed management and farming as well. Like in the morning, I would sell cabbage. In the afternoon, I would spray cabbage, and then at night, I would help them box the cabbage. You know that we had left. So right. really, I was getting to do a lot of that. But you know, not necessarily a career job. It was very good. I loved the people I worked with, but and I learned a lot. Um, a lot of late hours, but Stephen Cotton actually was interested in hiring somebody and a buddy of mine sent me the the job notice or whatever and I talked with some people at ABAC and they got us connected and a couple of interviews and here we are so nice so it's through ABAC that you that you kind of lined up the job uh, so and it's a weird it's a really cool story Staple Cotton actually gives a $5,000, you know, most corporations or most companies, uh, co-op, so most companies will allot so much money for charity, scholarships, things of that nature. Yeah. And Staple Cotton has a lot of, they, they like to give money in areas where they have a lot of customers. Mm-hmm. So they think ABAC's a good place and they have a lot of customers around there. A lot of their customers' children go there. So they give a $5,000 scholarship every year to ABAC to send a student to Washington, D.C. to do an internship. Mm-hmm. And I actually, in 2018, I got that internship and that money to go to D.C. And I interned for five months with David Perdue, Senator David Perdue from Georgia. So uh, Sabre Cotton actually had, had known about me a little bit, and, and they know ABAC well. That's kind of why they sent it to ABAC. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of a, a full circle um, once I got hired from ABAC or for Cotton. Right. Well, nice. Good deal. And you also, that's uh, my cousin Jordan. You met him through ABAC. Correct. So, you know, Jordan didn't say this in his podcast uh, either time, but um, Jordan, his first semester at ABAC, he didn't know anybody. He was probably and bullied was a lot. Actually, a lot of people make fun yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, kind of, you know, picked on him a little bit. Yeah. But I was actually his first roommate. <laughs> uh, we were random roommates. Okay. And um, so Jordan, it was just by fate that we became roommates. And we really weren't good friends, I would say. You know, we didn't hang out a lot at first. And we slowly just become friends. And it worked out well. So. Well, good deal. Speaking of Jordan, what is he doing right now? Playing Xbox? Uh, uh No, you don't hear it. He's drilling some screws in the wall or something. I, oh, I don't know why he's trying to be loud. He knows I'm on a podcast. So. Probably doing it on purpose. <laughs> All he's right. like right by my door screwing a screw in the wall or something. Hey, no telling. Uh, Mitchell, well, try to sell me. Let's say if I'm a farmer and I, I say that, no, nah, I don't need staple cotton. I can just market my own cop, uh, cotton. What would you say to a farmer that's, that, that says that? What's the, the plus of uh, I mean, joining staple? You know, I kind of, I've been, this is something I've been working on uh, a good bit, you know, kind of a sales pitch. And, you know, I would probably go into a little history just there, like, we're a hundred year old company. Um, and then I would go into the background that, you know, we're made up, we have a board of directors made up of 32 farmers. Mm-hmm. All these farmers market 100% of their cotton with us. Uh, they make all the executive decisions for the, the company and I'll talk about that staple cotton doesn't hit the home run you know we're, we're probably not going to be the highest uh, price in the market that year but we consistently perform in the top one third percent of the market that year and we are our goal is to mitigate the risk of marketing your own cotton and you know give the, the highest uh, price we can to our growers for their cotton. Uh, and I, I know it's, it's kind of tricky because people don't understand uh, cotton marketing is, is very tricky and, and there's a lot of, I haven't learned everything. I'm learning a lot. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, a farmer from day to day doesn't have time to watch the stock market all, all day. Exactly. And so special cotton has, has hired a team of, you know, economists and uh, great businessmen and women who, uh, who know how to watch that market and they, they keep up with current events and they know kind of what the market's going to do to an extent. And they try to, you know, do conservative uh, marketing for the farmers so that they're not taking big risks with the farmer's cotton mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to give them the biggest return. Oh, yeah, and you said it. Cause I was, you know, most... I kind of go into a spirit Sorry, like that. that. That was it. Okay, yeah, I was, I was definitely going to... Um agree with you with that and that most farmers uh you know the last thing they want to do is you know play the stock market or look at markets and all right. that and uh as far as i know we've always used staple cotton um i think dad maybe did it on his own a couple years and he said he just didn't do too well so since then you know he let staple and and another good thing it seems like you get checks all throughout the year from staple just when you're done thinking right, you know, yeah. getting a check you get another check yeah it is you know the first year is probably the hardest for farmers who are used to getting all their money at one time. Mm-hmm. But after that first year, you get in that cycle of checks, and then, you know, you're getting a check in the final check in September. And that's, it usually comes at a pretty good time because you may have kind of forgotten you're going to get that check. And then it's like, you know, that's funds start running low for, for farmers at that time. And a nice little check comes in the mail. It's like, well, that was, that was kind of nice. You know, that first year, uh, you don't get all that money at the beginning of the year, but then once it's spread out across the whole year, 
uh, after that first year, you start getting that cycle, and it, it works very well. Oh, yeah. That's right. And also now, um, Staple has a warehouse as well. Um, so not only do they market cotton, but they also store the cotton, correct? That's right. And and we're big in warehousing. This is something actually I just probably learned maybe last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. In the in the Mississippi Delta area, I guess they call it the Mid South. Um, yep, Mid South. Yep, yep. There's cotton gins that don't have cotton warehouses. For us, that's a little unusual because almost every cotton gin around here has a warehouse. Yep, that's right. Um, but there they don't. So we, we're big in warehousing over there. But we do have two warehouses um, here. We have one in South Carolina and then one in Savannah. But that really just helps us stage cotton for sometimes we'll get merchants that, that call, just say they call and they're like, two days we need a full load. Mm-hmm. You know, we need two cargo containers of cotton. Well, if we got to get that cotton from Jackson County, Florida to Savannah in two days, you know, that that's going to put a lot of strain on that warehouse, you know, and, and that's going to put a lot of strain on you know, the semi drivers and ev- everybody really. So that has uh, enabled us to make some deals that we wouldn't have sometimes been able to make before. That's right. Yeah. And looking at uh, the website's got all kind of information. It's a really nice uh, website, but uh, yeah, it looks like there's, geez, I don't know, 15 or 20 yeah, warehouses. We, there. yeah, mostly big, Mississippi, quite a few in Arkansas, Louisiana. Right. Yeah, I think we're there's the two closest to here, and then yeah, the mid south we got a pretty good bit of warehouses. Right. Uh, also, Mitchell, let's talk about. Um, I think there's two different ways that you can market your cotton with Staple, uh, and one is like the seasonal pool. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh huh. If you would t- t- touch on that a little bit, what what exactly is that? Okay. Mean? Yeah. So we well, there's actually th- there's three options, but really, you know, we the you hear that the the hammer that that that's Jim's cousin Jordan uh, hammering on something. Anyway, um, the seasonal pool is the option. You're gonna basically sign up by farm number. All the cotton on that farm number comes to Staple Cotton, and then our team markets that cotton. And um, the board of directors kind of oversees that whole process when the payments go out. But you know, there's a historical pattern for that that, that doesn't really, doesn't normally change. Um, but basically, you're putting your cotton in. Just say you grew a hundred bales. Mm-hmm. You're putting your hundred bales with a million other bales, and it's like one big farmer selling all their cotton, uh, and it really helps with if you have not as good a grade of cotton, mm-hmm. or you know you don't have so many grades you don't have a really good grade or a lot of a really good grade we can combine you with another farmer and kind of get to that point to make a deal so really it's just making one big cotton farmer that's selling all their cotton from one central location that's the seasonal pool and then i don't which what was the other one that you were i think there's just like a straightforward and then there's the seasonal pool i don't really know a whole lot about it to be honest with you yeah the seasonal pool is Probably the most popular like, so would be the seasonal pool, I would right, think. That, that's our bread and butter. Like that's Our cotton festivals, they tell that's what they want to sign everybody up in the mm-hmm. seasonal pool. That's what works the best. Um, and then we have an all-call option, 
which is just like what you would do if you weren't in staple cotton. You would sell your cotton at the cotton gin. You would just call in when you think the price is where you want it. Yeah. So we have that option. We don't really encourage that option, but you know it, it is there. And then we have a like a call split seasonal pool. So just say you want to call a hundred bales, and then the rest of it you want to go to the seasonal pool. You can do that as well. Which you know there's a chance in that option to, to make a little more money some years. Mm-hmm. But it's like we just talked about. It all every time you call cotton or you're trying to market that cotton yourself, you just kind of increase your chances of not doing as well. I think. I got you. All right. We'll tell you what, uh, Mitchell. Let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back on the Field Rose Podcast. Okay. Is it okay? Uh, hi, guys. If you're looking for some great deals on some chemicals, dog food, uh, feed, seed, and everything that you need, then check out MacArthur Company, located in Malone, Florida, right down there by the water tower. They've got batteries and so much more. Check them out. Stop the music. That's right. Don't forget about Jenny Lens, a one-of-a-kind women's boutique store inside of a feed store. I've never bet. I bet you've never seen that before because you've never been to Jenny Lens before. If you want the latest fashions and trends, then come on down and we can get you settled. Jenny Lens. All right, and we're back. What we're going to do now is we're going to go to a say a turbo booster segment. Okay. So this is just. Super simple questions. Just it's either or, yes or no. Some of them don't even make sense. Okay. <laughs> okay. Turbo booster. All right, you ready? Here we go. Snakes or shakes? Which Snake. one? Snakes. Snakes. <laughs> uh, Delta Pine or Delta Airlines? Delta Pine. Uh, beach or mountains? What was that? Beach or mountains? Beach. Bold peanuts or roasted? Bold peanuts. Khakis or jeans? Jeans. Uh, double H or Justin? Double H. Cigarettes or dip? Oh, uh, dip. <laughs> Luke Bryan or Luke Combs? Luke Combs. Uh, let's see. Shorts or pants? Shorts. Yeah, me too. Who wants to wear pants? Uh, Alan I'm Jackson or, or Gary Allen? Alan Jackson. Oh, no. You, Gary Allen. Do you know who Gary Allen is? <laughs> he's he's, uh, he's yeah. got some good songs. Uh, Tundra or Silverado? Silverado. Mm, tundra. Uh, Columbo or Dumbo the Elephant? Dumbo the Elephant. Okay. All right. Uh, let me see here. Now, Jordan's got a bunch of weird, weird quirks, uh, and a lot of things get on Jordan's nerve. Uh, what would you say is the number one thing that just really pisses Jordan off? Because he's always complaining about something, seems like it. Yeah, he is. What's Jordan not? Oh, what do I do that? Yeah, I, Jordan complains the most about, well, personally, to me, he complains about what I do is I move stuff around. So he'll have, like, 
he's got a plant. And I've been moving this plant around. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really know why I move it. I think it may get more sunshine in different places. But he gets, he gets really aggravated when I move his, his plant around. Of course, also, I dropped his plant and Ooh. almost killed his plant the other day. And uh, he thought it got mauled by something. But it really it was just me. But uh, Jordan does, you know, he does tend to complain a lot sometimes. Yeah, he's moving. He hates, he hates what he would call stupid people, mm-hmm. is, is what he says all the time. I hate stupid people. <laughs> now, what his definition of stupid people is, that could vary right. from day to day. So is this like a weed plant you're moving around, or what kind of plant is this thing? It's a, a, a peace lily. Peace lily. It's a peace okay. lily. All right. That's he, right. He just doesn't like you moving the peace lily plant around. Yeah, he does. And we, we, I got better. I kind of stopped moving it. Actually, I walked in about two days ago, and he had moved it. So I, I'm not sure what's happening here now. Yeah. yeah. Who, who knows? <laughs> all right mitchell i guess we're gonna wrap this thing up but before i let you go um i always ask a would you rather question uh, okay so here we go would you rather do this or that i'm not doing any of it okay so you have to either uh during one of the like important staple uh cotton meetings you're there with everybody you have to uh start coughing and then you have to sneak like some cotton in your mouth and you have to like throw up cotton balls like a bunch of them and just everybody's going to be freaking out. <laughs> so you either have to do that or your whole time you went to ABAC, you have to wear a suit and tie like the, the whole time. You're just the kind of strange kid that wears a full suit and tie the whole whole time they're in school. Or just one day you cough up cotton balls. Oh, gee. You know, I would probably choose the cotton ball because you know how hot it gets in South Georgia. That's so right. Wearing a suit and tie every day, and also it is a back. You know, um, it, it's a little, uh, it's a country place. So if you're wearing a suit and tie, you kind of stand out of. Like, yeah, you're going to get thumb. some strange so, looks. I hear you. That's right. I, I guess I would cough up the cotton ball in the the big meat. I would choose the same thing. You know, because you would get some strange looks that one day, but then it's just one and done, and you're over with. That's right. You don't have to wear the suit the whole year. All right, Mitchell. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, uh, if somebody wanted to reach out to Staple Cotton, how would they, how would they do that? Well, uh, the, you know, they can look up our website. Uh, just Google Staple Cotton, and it's click, click and, there. and it's not spelled like Staple. It's spelled right. It, it's weird. It's a weird spelling, um, but it's spelled S T A P L C O T N. Uh, you pop that in, it's going to try and correct me yep. every time. Um, but yeah, so we're a little weird spelling, but I, I'm, I'm not really sure why it's like that, but that's, that's what it is. Yep. Well, yeah, look them up. Uh, great, great, great group of guys, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, look them up, and, and then, you know, they're probably on the, uh, you can contact us, and you can get in touch with a regional guy, uh, a cotton specialist in your area. All but, right. There you go. Well, sounds good. All right, and Mitchell. You, Go ahead. Yeah, one last thing. Jordan wanted me. He walked in here and told me to tell you this funny story. Uh, so I'll just tell you that real quick, I guess, before you go, if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. So, you know, if this so happened, I started working with Cotton. But when Jordan and I were taking a class together at ABAC, Jordan and a couple of our other buddies, um, we decided – what was class, Jordan? 
crop production. It was a crop production class. We went through each main crop that would go in the, the south here, the mm-hmm. southeast. And uh, I got a cotton seed out of the cotton field. I just pulled it out of the plant, kind of pulled off the lint. And we decided that I would do an experiment to see if I could sprout the cotton seed in my belly button. <laughs> and uh, I will have you know, we, we it was successfully sprouted. Um, I think it ended up kind of rotting out, got a little too wet, but it did sprout open at the end and uh, start to form out, you know, a little kind of leading there. Yeah. Um, but then it then it rotted. But we, we had to... Uh, the information with our professor and he was he was quite amused so <laughs> i thought that would be a funny story to tell what variety cotton seed was it do you know it was like Delta there, Pine uh, we had no so it, it was a cotton field that abac had and, okay. and we just were out there one day and we pulled it out and well who, whoever made that cotton seed day. they need to jump on that and that could be like their marketing campaign you know this, this yeah, germination I mean, we is can't... so well it will sprout inside your belly button that's right that's right <laughs> yeah, you don't need you don't even need soil you don't even need soil all you need is just human skin and a belly button that's right that's right Some good stuff yeah our cotton is uh, um and i think pretty much everybody our cotton yields off quite a bit we, yeah i was trying to look it up and see what y'all had um but i think you know y'all are probably the worst the worst you know in in uh right there in florida y'all probably the, have been hit the worst with weather events this yeah. time as far as the, the uh, this little area that sand covers, mm-hmm. uh, I think y'all had where we had, may have had four inches of rain here. You know, y'all had at least double that every time, and so y'all just hit time and time again this year. Uh, well, not really big storms, but those small storms and rainy, cloudy days just did not exactly. help anything. I'm, I'm sure the peanut yields were probably off too. Yeah, pe- peanut yields were off, and yeah, like you said, we didn't have a huge, well, we had a massive rain on Hurricane Sally, but we had a lot of just like dreary, damp, cloudy days. Uh, ah, yeah, about two weeks in a row there, it just would not, the sun would not shine, and I think it really that really did some damage, especially in y'all's area. Yeah, we had that, and we had some couple fields that uh, white flies were just out of control, and we sprayed some, but didn't really? spray the other ones, and I think that really hurt us as well. You know, I heard white flies from somebody over in that. It was actually in maybe you follow mm-hmm. Alabama. Uh, I heard somebody talking about white flies, but that's the only other person I've heard say they had a problem with white flies this year. Maybe people just weren't the cotton got where they just didn't want to go look at it and they didn't see the white flies. I think people were kind of depressed looking at their cotton, just right. what they had and then what it turned into. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They were terrible in 2017, I think. That's right. 2017 was, was an awful year. Pretty bad year this year, too. So, Yeah, cotton cotton needs a good year, uh, for sure. I think I think cotton's going to – there'll be less cotton planted next year, probably, just because of the situation that's been going on. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully it'll hopefully, bounce back up. Yeah, hopefully it will. People got to start buying more T-shirts. Well, yeah. They need to start buying more Field Rose t-shirts on fieldrose.com. That's right, yeah. 100% Jordan, cotton. You know, Jordan's going to be down there um, Wednesday. I'm going to tell him to go by and pick us up a shirt. Do it, yep. Tell so Jordan. Me, I he, don't know. He may be, he may be too cheap. One, he so. probably is. This is, this is. Tell him this uh-huh. is 100% cotton. This is no polyester. This is real deal good stuff. That's right. 
That's right. All right, Mitchell. Well, I guess I'm going to get the kiddos in bed, and uh, we'll holler at you later, buddy. I, I appreciate you doing this. Oh, yeah, no doubt. We'll, we'll holler at you again. All right, have a good one. You too. All right, guys. Well, that was Mitchell with Staple Cotton. And again, if you want to check them out, um, just check out the website. It is Staple Cotton, spelled S-T-A-P-L-C-O-T-N dot com. Um, yeah, check them out. Great group group of guys. Well, I guess that's going to be it for this uh, episode of the Field Rose Podcast. Hope everybody has a great week. And until next time, we'll see you later.